Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Welcome to Lawyers and Libations with Sarah and Rebecca. Hello. Happy New Year-ish. Hi-ish. Round about. You know what? We've fucking survived christmas thank you sweet baby eight pound swaddled jesus thank Ooh. you christ almighty <laughs> i mean if there was ever a time to say it now's the time uh or in the words of sarah jesus tits jesus tits uh yeah pretty much that is uh, exactly how i feel um it's i'm glad that it's over and done with mm-hmm. thank god uh were your kids thrilled they were. They loved the puppy. The twins are still so stinking mad about the phone thing. But <laughs> I yes. just, I know the most of their friends have phones. They probably will get them for their 12th birthday, mm-hmm. which is coming up. Yeah, it's I'm coming just, up. I'm just not 100% ready. And they've got their iPads that they text and call everybody from anyway. So I just don't know that they need one quite yet. You know what I think you should actually say? You can give them this choice. You can get a phone if mom and dad get divorced. That's the way it works because that's why Adeline got a phone. That's probably why most of their friends have phones. Exactly. A year and a half, two years ago. And it's because I didn't want Justin to keep calling my fucking phone. Yeah. Like, so I was like, Adeline, here's your phone. Yeah. This is fantastic. Now I put Bark on it. I've got all the things. She's not allowed any social apps, no Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, fucking Pinterest. I don't know why that shows up as possibly a flagged app, but I'm like, I don't know. There could be sex on Pinterest. Who knows? You don't get that either. Um, no Facebook, no nothing, Instagram, nada. So um, she's very pissed off about it, but I don't have to have her dad call me all the time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, so they, yeah, they were, twins are mad about that. I think everything else went great. We got the puppy. Yay! We're going on a ski trip Yay! in February. So, P.S., they don't live a crappy life. So, like, when they whine about the phone, I'm like, okay. Oh, you okay. You're fine. You're fine. Would you like me to keep your puppy for myself? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, again, we could get divorced if you want us to, and then I'll give you a phone. But until then, tough shit. Yeah. That's kind of exactly. how it goes. I had told Adeline that she wasn't actually going to get a phone until she was, I don't know, like eighth grade or something. Then again, I got divorced, and I was like, I'm not continuing yeah. to listen to this, no, this call anymore. Um, how was your Christmas? Everybody happy um, at your house? Fantastic, yes. We are leaving for Whistler. Adeline and I are going skiing uh, in Canada for a week before her school starts. So, like, Ugh, that'll be amazing. Um, yes, knock on some sort of wood, even if this is, like, plywood or something. Uh, but... I want to make sure that I, you know, don't re-tear my fucking ACL. Tim Griffith would be very angry with me if I did that. But I think it's going to be amazing. I've not been to Whistler, but it's part of the Epic Pass. Oh, yeah. Which I knock off all the uh, all the, the things on there. Yeah. So um, I actually have multiple ski trips. Um, it is one of the great joys of bo- both of our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really, really love skiing. And so we've got Whistler. And then I'm taking my brother skiing to Telluride the 7th through the 11th of January. And then we've got a Georgia continuing legal education thing at Beaver Creek. And I'm not officially signed up for that one. I got to figure that out. Yeah, you're going to go ahead and go to that. (laughs) Um, I do have an epic pass that I need to. See, exactly. And you know what? Free, basically. And so there's that one, the 22nd through the 26th. And then we'll do a girls trip in February like we always do. And then Adeline and I, I did as one of her Christmas presents for spring break, 
we are going to Germany and skiing in Austria. Oh, my God. That'll it's, be amazing. Well, so I saw some TikTok saying that it's cheaper, or maybe it's Instagram Reel, whatever the fuck it was, but saying it's cheaper to go to Europe skiing than it is to go out west. And I was like, I wonder why I've never thought about that. You're probably right. I mean, I have, I skied one time in Austria uh, when Adeline was like 18 months. It was like the last go of like putting her on my lap to fly over there, you know, fly over there for oh, yeah. free. Um, and it was so much fun, but I have not skied over there since. And so I started doing the research and it was significantly cheaper. And well, the, Epic Pass, so the Epic Pass works with some of those some things. Of Europe. Uh-huh, in Austria. So hmm. I'm going to those places. Amazing. I know, I'm so excited. So, but I think... For that trip, I'm just going to bring, I, I will say, um, it's much, skiing is a much more affordable hobby if you have your own gear, right? And then you buy an Epic Pass. So if you do an Epic Pass, if you're going to do, you know, more than one ski trip, it's fully worth it because then you can do five ski trips and all of your lift tickets are done for. But if you have your own gear, like I've got my own skis and my own boots and my own poles and all my things. So it's like... I'd really be like kind of losing money if I didn't go. So I mean, I'm, basically, <laughs> I mean, now, and I've got my own helmet because you know I've got my bill. I need to get you the same speakers that I have so we can talk to each other while we ski. Shut up, because mine are Bluetooth. You can and talk. You can, mm -hmm. Okay, we need those. I want those. That'll be fun. Okay, maybe I'll get that for your Valentine's present. Yes, <laughs> I love that. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna do that. But I think I'm only gonna bring my boots because I'm not gonna fucking carry through like Munich, no, Munich my not. ski bag. It's yeah. fucking too much. So, um, but yes, going skiing, couldn't be happier about it. It's Very happy. Well, I hope that all the knees are Yeah, yeah. I think we'll you be skied fine. last year. You were totally fine. I did five ski trips last year yeah. and I was solid Your new as knee a rock. Was good. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you, Tim Griffith mm -hmm. with Peachtree Orthopedics. Great surgeon. Oh, yeah. Braves team doctor. Mm-hmm. Also good. Um, so I want to talk about really quickly, which is completely off topic, but I was reading about it in um, in the news. And that is Brad Pitt just turned 60, which kind of hurt my heart a little bit. But also the fact that he has a 33 fucking year old girlfriend. Can we talk about that for a minute? It's absurd. Okay. So I'm not judging. I think everybody should be able to do exactly what they want to do. Most of our male colleagues in our industry... When they are done with their first wives and they're unhappy, they usually find a second wife that's a minimum of 20 years younger, which does lead to the conundrum of having kids in college and kids in daycare, which makes me laugh a little bit. But just saying that is a regular occurrence in our industry. Would you confirm that? Yes. I think our, it's everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, I, I told you earlier, I just saw Tom Cruise. His girlfriend is 36. Tom is 61. Is she a Scientologist? She's a Russian socialite. Shut the fuck up. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but I think you've just rented out a whole floor for her, like at some restaurant. So I guess in the girl's defense, I mean, go and rich and yeah. then like you're, somebody rents out a whole floor to celebrate. Wait you. until you need to change their fucking diaper. Enjoy it, sweet cheeks. Well, that's the drawback from women our age because we're mid 40s. So yeah. we're, we're bumping up 30 years. We're going to guys in their mid 70s. They might be all right now, but in 10 years, you will be wiping their butts, probably. Oh, gross. So, Leonardo DiCaprio, same thing. I mean, and again, I'm not judging. Actually, that's a fucking lie. I am totally judging all of them a little <laughs> bit. Uh, but what I really want is equality, okay? That's what I want because I'm 45. So, let's go down the age frame. If we're looking at, let's see, she's 33, he's 6, that's 27 years younger. So, okay. I'm all of a sudden now fucking an 18-year-old. 
that's probably inappropriate. So let's go with inappropriate that. I mean, I probably would judge you if you want I don't blame you. I, too, would judge yeah. me. Okay, fine. 21, judged. 25, judged. 28, Well, I think judged. part of the problem, and this is going to sound super shallow, is they're not going to have a lot of money unless they come from money until they're older. Well, no, but that's the good thing about being... So, obviously, Leonardo and Brad and Tom, they don't need anybody's money. I, I, I'm very comfortable with my money. Of, it, that's a good thing as you get older is you, like, as a female, I think especially, like, I don't need your babies or to have any more babies. I already have my own. She's the love of my life. I don't need your house. I also have my own. I don't need your money because I have my own law firm, right, and I know how to work. So, the good news is it's either you add something or you're not in my life at all, which is probably why I'm perpetually single. But I just want to go back to the judging thing of the age uh, because 28, I mean, I did have a time when I got separated from my husband uh, where I may have hung out with a number of 26 to 28 year olds, fine, whatever. But in long term, that's never going to work, right? Like that's like a fun, haha type thing. Well, I this is going to sound very anti-female. I think part of the problem is most women do not get better with better looking with age, right? Like I think of we're held to such a high standard as to what we're supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. And like, unfortunately. But now Jennifer Aniston, J-Lo. They all look great, yeah. They're phenomenal. They're 10 years older than me. But what are they going to look like older. at 70 and 85? Whereas like a guy can just get away with having like nice head of gray hair and lots of money. And they can get chicks. 70 and 85, they're going to fucking be old and unattractive. But, um, I mean, Brad Pitt is, he's I mean, 60s, he is, hot as shit. I couldn't agree he's more. He's not as hot as he used to be, though. I just saw the Entertainment Tonight thing where they, like, age, like they do one picture from every year. Oh. He peaked at, like, 52. Of course he did. So I feel like I could still peak. But still, <laughs> if I if I dated even, like, so I guess here's the thing. I don't think women are necessarily judged for, say, banging a t somebody 20 years younger than them. But if I were to show up at one of our black tie parties with my new 28-year-old boyfriend, what do you think people are going to fucking talk about? They're not going to do it to any of our male colleagues. They're not going to sit there and be like, oh, can you imagine Bill with that girl? Never would it cross their mind. But well, if I, think I you do, they'll be out. like, I think you should try it. I think you should give it a whirl. You know what? I You're probably not wrong. I think we could do a social experiment mm -hmm. and be like, watch this, motherfuckers. I agree. But, I mean, like, so even we'll 35. On, let's put that on our New Year's resolution activity <laughs> list for you. Let's let's lock and load. They're a 28-year-old mm -hmm. for my boyfriend mm -hmm. to bring to parties. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. You're on, Game on. Challenge accepted. Because here's what I, this is what I don't like about a younger man. Is what about when you're 70 and he's, then what, 50? I don't want to marry any of them, honey. I don't. I, but what if you do? <laughs> I don't what if want to you, deal with anybody breathing next to me in my bed. What if you <laughs> fall in love with this young 28-year-old? Do you marry him? That's cute. Yeah. When you're 70 uh -huh. and he's 50, that's when he's going to start fishing around the 30-year-old girls. And I will be so fucking thrilled to be alone at 70 that I will move in with one of my girlfriends and we will read Virginia Woof to each other. And we will walk along the shores of Maine. That actually sounds fucking perfect. Okay, so arm candy till 70 and then... Look, 70's kind of old, maybe 60. Just <laughs> to 15 years, arm candy, and then... 
It's Virginia Woolf from here on out. That's my plan. I think it sounds like a good plan. Okay, well, we're just going to have to keep our listeners posted. Uh, so if any of our guy friends that are listening that I do love so much have really hot 28-year-old sons, I'm coming for them. This year, New Year's resolution. Warning. Warning. <laughs> Protect your Saddle son. Saddlebars on the loose. <laughs> Sorry, this sounds really bad. But uh, I, any applications, just send them in. Yes, Rebecca um, at Stoudemire Law, I'll review them. Yeah. Uh, we'll pick out some young yes, kiddies. Yes, for sure. But no, I do think it's bullshit. And again, it's not, it's just some weird gender discrimination fuckery. Mm-hmm. But I can say this quickly and then we can wrap this little part up. But I think that... Viagra really fucked a whole generation of sugar babies, right? Because they all came out thinking that they're going to land the, you know, 75-year-old guy with $100 million, and now they have to bang him. That's tricky. You don't want to do that when you're 25 and he's 75. That's Ah. fucking gross. Yeah. So it's not worth it. I don't care where they're flying you on a private plane. Viagra. It was not a a woman's friend. It was definitely a man's friend. I mean, how nice is the private plane, though? And where are you going? (laughs) God, I love you for that. Plus, you really love old, you love older men. You think that, like, the silver fox thing, like, you love all that. Like, you know. If I were to remarry yes. at some point in time, I think I would I would go. If Ryan older. were, if the love of your life were to tragically die in an accident, yeah. you would find an older yeah. an older man, silver fox with lots of money. If and when Ryan trades me in for a, one of these thirty three year olds, yes, I would go right on up the age range. Can you fly me and my twenty eight year old boyfriend on your plane then? Because that'd be great. What if I were with a dad and you were with the son? <laughs> <laughs> with like uh, Kevin on Yellowstone. Kevin Costner and what's that hot, the hot sun guy? Not Jamie. No, fuck, definitely not Jamie. Oh, he's awful. Anyway, it's that meme where they say, I'm at that age where I can either <laughs> beg your dad or beg you. You're welcome. Like, I mean, I've, we could be in that sweet spot oh, at this fair. point. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So happy, happy new year, everybody. Oh, yeah. New Year's resolution. So who do we have coming on today? Um, well, I'm excited. We're just talking about this, like women inequality and kind of. Fuck yes, yeah. as we should always. So I'm excited. Our friend Rob Hammers is on, and so he actually does mass tort stuff. Yes. As we'll hear when we ask him some questions, a lot of the mass torts that he is, is kind of like taken on are things to help out women in some crazy medical situations. Because they don't do enough testing? I mean, we're going to ask him that. So okay. he's kind of a, a, a secret champion of women. So. I love that. Oh, yes, yeah. I do love uh, Rob as one of our dearest friends, and we adore him, and he's also a brilliant fucking lawyer. So yeah. uh, let's see what kind of drink he's going to bring us. I have no idea, but excited to have him. So Absolutely. we will be back in a few minutes with Rob Hammers. Welcome back to Lawyers and Libations with Sarah and Rebecca. We are so excited to have our friend Rob Hammers with us. Yay, Rob. We're very happy. What did you bring us to drink today? Well, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. This is a, a great podcast, and um, I'm sure this is going to be a very fun hour. So I didn't bring as hard of liquor as I probably needed, <laughs> but we're going to talk about mass torts. And the thing about mass torts is they take forever to mature and pay out. And so I brought a very old Napa cab. Ooh. It's big, it's bold, and it delivers. And so uh, that's I'm what excited I about that. And, Let's um, do this. Perfect. This is, this is the... Uh, Terlato Family Vineyard, um, Chimney Rock, 
uh, tomahawk. Did say 2012? And it is a 2012. You actually love us, don't you? Yes, Thank and you for I that. will tell you, I brought the tomahawk since you're shooting at the battery. So, yes. um, you know, oh, it go smells Braves. very good. And this, this is your classic Stagsley. I'm just Stagsley. shooting that in just um, in case. There yeah. you go. So, cheers. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy oh, cheers. New I totally New took a sip before I know. I was no, so it's totally fine. I mean, it's delicious. Look at these sparkly glasses. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Gorgeous. The glitter's inside home. the um, plastic. Thank fucking God I hate glitter, but they look really pretty. <laughs> I mean, you're a girl, Dad. You, that is right. You too hate glitter um, everywhere. Yeah, but house. I mean, I, it's unavoidable in most situations. No. Now, how many girls do you have? I have two daughters. Okay. Um, Mia, who's nine, mm -hmm. and Maddie, who's 13. Mm -hmm. I mean, so you have your hands full. Are they boyfriend yes. age or are they? Well, not Mia. Okay. She's nine. Um, Lord have mercy. I, I had boyfriends in, in kindergarten. So I'm just <laughs> I saying. See. Shocking. A little boy crazy over enough, there. I was boy crazy. I, I loved all the boys. Mm -hmm. uh, Maddie is certainly um, of an age to where she's been asked out, but she has said no to all of uh, the gentleman suitors in her middle school to dad's um, delight. Oh, good. Um, yes, and, Maddie. And, <laughs> I know. And she's, y'all have probably met her um, at GTLA. Yes. Events, um, we were just at the uh, St. Regis and did the um, uh, Tea with Santa. Oh, it's so fun. See, I, I, yeah. Not cheap. No. no. I did. <laughs> we we <laughs> took our girls there year before last, I think. Or maybe it was, it was during COVID. It because was during COVID. Santa, yeah, Santa and had on a mask. They had the clear <laughs> guards around their faces. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it's not cheap. Adeline asked if we could go back again this year, and I went to book, and, of course, I was fucking too late and screwed it up. Shocking. Oh, yeah. So um, my hack was I called the concierge when I verified my reservation, and I was like, hey, can I downsize from a king to doubles? And they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, I want to bring my kids, and can I bring my two Maltesers? And they were like, oh, goodness. So, <laughs> so when, I, when they approved my two Maltesers um, and my children's uh, queen bed so that Lauren and I could make it a family weekend, I was like, if you get a cancellation, let me know if we can do tea with Santa. And around uh, 9 or 10 a.m. on Friday morning when the girls were going to get checked out of school, uh, they called and said, hey, we have one at like 3 o'clock. Fucker, that was some good thinking. You little wily bastard. Well, and so sweet that you took the whole family to the St. Regis. No, that's lovely. The dogs, too? Yeah. I'm the whole family? I didn't even know they let fucking dogs. They got to be under 25 Rangers. pounds. Okay, so like Blue, my 75-pound lab, wouldn't <laughs> not allowed on their beds. But Maxie, the dog that will actually bite you, the 9-pound will is welcome. allowed. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> Come on in, Maxie. Well, and I wonder if that's also the benefit of y'all being girl parents is like my boys would beat the shit out of each other in the St. Regis lobby at some point in time. The tree would fall over. Oh yeah, they Hayden would really would mess up He'd like get the thrown out. no the um the gingerbread house. It's like all handmade and Done. stunning. George would eat it. George would just spear tackle mm -hmm. it. Yeah, no girl. We don't girl do Parents like are much. It's mm -hmm. we have a much easier road. Yeah, for sure. Um, which I always said that again, God gives you what you can handle. Mine was one one very <laughs> angelic daughter. Period. I have like, thank you. you. That was a good choice, God. Thank you. I um, love that yeah. for you. <laughs> Even my daughter has been misbehaving a little bit. I came home yesterday and Hunter had a giant like scrape like deep down into his arm. And Hayden goes, I'm so sorry. We were playing basketball and it got on my nerves. And so then I just like swiped at him. But I mean, it was like oozing blood. Ooh. But I mean, I think that's what happens when you live with men. And 
she too should go to Vlad and I maybe learn how to fight without blood. A hundred percent. I will say that I, I'm one of five siblings. And so I grew up with an older brother who's three years older and a, well, it's a split family, but one sister that's a year younger and then two sisters that are 10 and 12 years younger. But the fights we used to fucking get into, I mean, bloody bad fights like I had buck teeth because I sucked my thumb because I was I just I sucked my thumb they've my little sonogram picture is me sucking my thumb my mom's stomach and so I sucked my thumb till I was like 10 or something so I had kind of like some buck teeth going on and my sister Regina had long nails and so she would go to scratch me and I would wrap her up from behind and take my two teeth like a rabid rat and like on down on, like on top of the top of her so fucking head. So you were head. always crazy. As well I was we're, always we're crazy, but she was scratching me and it hurt and I had to use what I had at the time. Buck teeth. Nailed it. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, my girls, you know, don't fight openly in front of others. It is um, clandestine, like vicious. Spy type shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, Maddie and Mia both get at each other now maddie's four years older than me and so yeah. she's she bullies her to mm -hmm. some degree and, and mia worships uh, maddie but maddie's come with several um war wounds that were significant that yeah. i've seen um, i think it's good so for them it builds it character yeah ish i, I remember mean, mine are scarred mine particularly hunter's got a couple of scars on his face but oh yeah look tougher my brother and i used to fucking full-blown he also locked me in a dog cage one time because like he threw my shoe and i went to get it and i was like facing like this and he locked the thing behind it's probably why i'm claustrophobic mm. today was Sibling the dog in the cage no siblings are assholes though they're really <laughs> terrible to each other but it does make you tougher it does yeah had i never fought with a boy before i'd never want to keep fighting with them exactly uh -huh. my sisters are are pretty um we fall right in the same thing when we went to Disney World in the 80s I can remember so my my sister Melanie um is easily triggered so my sister Donna <laughs> was on the on the driver's side passenger window and I was on the passenger side rear window and Matt my sister Mel Melanie was in the middle and she would be very territorial about how much space that she had. Between Don't cross that the, fucking line. Right. No. Nope. And so obviously we would just like <laughs> move your finger just a little bit over the line. And when she'd get mad, we would say she was crabby and we would just do like the crab pinchers until she like absolutely lost, lost her line. shit. And then I, I rode from, <laughs> I guess, probably Macon to the rest of the House of Mouse in the, in the uh, Volvo station wagon rear, which now would be child cruelty, no, child, you know, no, <laughs> you no safety probably devices. Be, you'd probably and, be and pulled like, over and yeah, we made, we made it from, we, I grew up in Charlotte, but we moved in, here to Atlanta in the 80s. But um, in that trek, I made it probably the first two and a half hours in the, in the, passenger rear and i spent the next seven in the in the back back oh yeah i mean that's fair <laughs> i loved those old wagons my mom had two we had the big oldsmobile ones so first we had the gray one that had like the paneling mm -hmm. the riding in the rear view you had the, the bitch in the, the back that, yeah. that looked at the rear end collision coming at you oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that and then we had a blue <laughs> one the 18 wheeler like, that's jackknife if you go yeah. this way coming that straight way. at your fucking I mean, ass at 100 miles <laughs> Dress. Yeah, it's no crazy. Does anybody even drive those anymore? I don't think so. My I'm mom had a Volvo station wagon, and it out. saved her life. She yeah. went off on uh, from High, we were from Highlands, North Carolina, and she went off side of the road on some black ice, and a big boulder came down and landed on top of her car, and the roll bars protected it. That's why I kept it was a Volvo. My, yeah, because it's a fucking Volvo. I they are great cars. My wagon, you know, crossed the 200k mark this year and gave yeah. it to me up here. 
my guy that works on it, he's like, this thing will run forever. He's like, save us car on the road. And I'm like, should I trade it in? He goes, first of all, you probably couldn't sell it for anything, but he goes, it'll go another hundred and it's, it's a tank. And now you can give it to Hey Hey, because she's probably going to be the not as good of a driver maybe as Hunter. Hunter might be more a little alert. She might be like, la, la, la. She's marrying rich. I think that she'll just have a driver. I don't even know. That <laughs> It'll be a self-driving car. I'm just We're saying for her, driving her, driving for her 16th birthday. Oh, yeah. Here's the wagon, honey. It I've been leaking. thinking about the whole Tesla thing, you know, or, or whatever autonomous car that comes out because Maddie will be on the road in two years and that girl's ADD is, is severe. And so I'm petrified of what will happen. So it's either bumper cars or self-driving car, right? And so I, can I put couldn't agree the wheel, more. Yeah. And I'm in control and I'm like, okay, she's going 35. i slow it down. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. she wants to change lane. No. Nope. Sorry. It's like uh, you I got like a remote brilliant. control. Mm-hmm. You like take them to the driving now, floor. Ryan does have one of the newer Volvo SUVs, and it will, like, if you hit, it doesn't have self-driving, but it's, like, driver assistance. Right. So, like, if you're eating while you're driving, which I'm sure you shouldn't be doing, but it will, like, I mean, it keeps you in the lanes. It's so creepy. I it's disable that shit that. every time I run a car, like, in a different town when I fly in somewhere. I disable it because I'll be, like, trying to do something, and it'll go to, like, slam. It, like, slams on the brakes while you're driving. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Stop doing that. Or you're, like, trying to move, and it's like, me. I'm yeah. like, my I'm seat not wrecking because of you. We're yeah. not doing this. I'm like, Burp. And the Yukon, my seat vibrates if I'm, like, swerve at all. Mm. And so it's, like, it's very jarring. So, that would scare the shit out of me. Can you turn that off? I don't know. It keeps me in the lane. It's like the, um, the thing that says it, we think it's time that you take a break. Like you've you the did coffee, a coffee break. the yeah. coffee, coffee break, break thing, and yeah. I'm like, no, this is just me. I don't know what you're like. your car says that. Yeah, not my, my car. Does. My does it? Do you drive an Audi? Uh, Mercedes. Mercedes. Huh. Maybe it was my. Yeah, I had a Mercedes. Maybe that's what it was. But one of one of the cars that I've had has popped up that coffee break, and I've been like. That's rude. I'm just seems very like, how dare you? I'm driving with my knees because I'm eating and <laughs> like, looking. I'm going be texting on some. I'm looking for things. There's a very important email. Don't you judge me. Don't need a coffee break, you asshole. I'm drinking <laughs> Celsius right now as we speak. No one cares. Um, so, Rob, talk to us about what you do. I know you do mass torts, but that seems like such a big term what mass generalization if you will yeah yeah i mean it's cool because you know like we've known each other for over a decade we all participate in um uh, our uh, awesome trial lawyer organization and uh georgia has such a great deep bench of such wonderful trial attorneys and i feel like the citizens of the state are really well covered when um, they are in an accident or hurt at work, that there's so many good lawyers that they can choose from. And then when the very biggest and best cases come out, they know who to kind of refer them to so that the clients get the kind of compensation that's that's warranted under the law. And so it makes it hard to figure out, how am I going to compete? How do I fit in this space? And somehow or another, you know, the way the world works, um, I found myself in uh, – thrust into, by happenstance, a medical device case where that is ordinary product liability like any other tort lawsuit where design defect, failure to warn, um, manufacturing defect are kind of your negligence and strict liability universe of claims. And I brought this case and I learned all about um, federal preemption of lawsuits, the FDA regulatory scheme, and just realized just how dumb I am. 
And so I actually I, don't know what any of that means. I, well, saying. that's what I was just going to say. Panic. Were you self-taught? On yes, that? I was because self-taught. I would literally be like, "Well, I guess I'm getting this fucking book out, and I'm going to read this chapter, and then this chapter." Yes, yes, exactly. I'd be I, like, "What I, are I, the applicable cases on this on point, please?" So, so uh, real quickly, because we'll keep this moving. But, um, but any drug or device that's licensed, uh, approved for sale in the United States of America, has to be cleared or approved by the FDA. If it's a drug, you go through what's called a new drug application, meaning that you go through clinical trials and you prove safety and effectiveness. And the Federal Drug and Cosmetic Act that controls all uh, submissions for approval to sell a drug in the United States um, has an express preemptive provision that prevents you from bringing state law claims. So if you sue that something's wrong with a drug and it's in the label and the United States Food and Drug Administration approved that label and approved that drug, you cannot bring a civil lawsuit for state law claims. So you have to go federal. You just can't go federal. A federal judge just writes a nasty opinion calling you stupid, stupid, stupid. Okay. But if (laughs) there are things in the label that happens that aren't accurate or are later discovered, you can open the door and that is where the universe lives right so so think of it really fast is that why every single commercial on tv is like the long list may cause lung cancer anal leakage vomiting of always diarrhea complete uh yeah complete deafness blindness infertility (laughs) yeah and death may sometimes occur. Is that why they but do your, the entire list? But your legs list? won't be restless. Yeah, but you know what? You <laughs> might be able to sleep better tonight on your Ambien. Congrats! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yes, that is called, okay. uh, we call it in the vernacular, the parade of horribles. But at the end of the day, that's right. You have a disclosure that's both in your instructions for use. Your physician is your healthcare conduit, right? So there's two two challenges in a, in a pharmaceutical case involving drugs. And the first is, can you sue? And the, and, the, and the can you sue is, is, does the label adequately convey the risks as known by the manufacturer when they submitted it to the FDA? If that answer is no, and you can establish knowledge and they have to change the label or they could change the label based on the knowledge they had, your claim can proceed on a failure to warn theory and potentially a design defect theory depending on your state's risk benefit test. Nerdy shit, but like at the end of the day, couldn't love that more. Rebecca's uh, actually a bigger nerd than me, so she's probably like, "Yeah." Oh, I'm like, and how do you prove she's that? Like, like tell is it me emails, more. research? Yes, it is. Like, it is millions of terabytes of emails that an army of lawyers go through, and then you use experts to establish what the science says, what the medicine says. What does the medical literature say? What did they know? When did they know it? What How did the they FDA not get what they needed to know to act? And if the FDA acts, which the FDA, and th- this is the part that's our protection. This is our safety net. If you get approved by the FDA to do a, a sale of a pharmaceutical in the United States, every year you have to turn in an annual report and you have to track your adverse events. Every single bad call that comes about a drug or a medical device is tracked by the FDA. And if a safety trend appears, the FDA acts. And if the safety trends are deceived, you can open the door for claims. So the name of the game is, did they tell and why didn't they? And of course they didn't tell and we know why they didn't. Money. Cash. Mm -hmm. So that's our universe. How's that cash? Yes. And so that's Mm -hmm. our universe. And so many cases die at the summary judgment floor. 
Um, in fact, today, this morning, I received an order, and there was a massive litigation going on where Tylenol causes um, ADHD and autism for moms that use asim. Acetaminophen. Okay, Jesus, Tylenol. <laughs> Acetaminophen. 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 Yeah, yeah. Acetaminophen. I did it. Right? We knew what you were trying to say. But yeah, yeah. The, the allegation was: is hey, if you use this in utero, while while your child's in utero, you have medically increased the likelihood of ADHD and um, autism in your offspring. Well, the uh, multi-district judge handling the thousands and thousands of claims in the Southern District of New York determined that we could not prove on a general causation standpoint, meaning that the drug itself can actually cause those illnesses in in utero children as a matter of the scientific evidence introduced under Daubert. Um, The judge said no, so now the case is over, barring appeal and all of that stuff. But as we stand here today, that's a dead case, right? Tylenol is the only thing you can fucking take when you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. I know. Like, for the love of God, please don't tell me we can, can't take that. I, I mean, I Adeline ended up I don't have any Tylenol cases. Yeah, so I'm I, like, I understand. okay, good. I do have an ADHD <laughs> kid, ahead. so now yeah. I'm like, but I blame that was on I taking t- others? I blame, I blame that on, I've got two, but, uh, but I blame that because, I mean, look. Genetics. I mean, I mean like, come on, yeah. straight from that. It wasn't because I had a headache one day and took a Tylenol while breastfeeding. <laughs> no, it was that. like, I am a case study. But that's kind of how this works, right? You have a universe, you say, the label doesn't tell people about this. You have the information. We're going to hold you responsible, um, for ch- and you need to change the label. And when thousands and thousands and thousands bring claims that are hard to prove, uh, the the pharma companies have to take notice. It's not like a civil lawsuit where, like, you know, an insurance company is going to cover it and the limits settle the case, or you get lucky and you try a case and you blow the limits and you get all that fun stuff that in our normal universe. Mm-hmm. This is all about sheer numbers and power because there's not enough lawyers and there's not enough. Um, judges to get these cases tried so, so much money it's so, so if, expensive cases right so if you can try the case and they're lined up thousands upon thousands a settlement will come mm-hmm. hence the wine it takes time yeah mm-hmm. um, cheers this but is delicious cheers. wine. By it is way. also it's it's like if you think about it in the world of product liability it's settling 25,000 soft issue cases at once Right. In the thousands, because as as it stands by itself, no one would bring one of those claims on its own because it'll take millions of dollars to prove and the damages may not be as much as the, right. as the cost of the case. Right. So this is an imperfect system that does a good job of holding pharma responsible because the FDA can't and Congress won't. You know, and it makes sense because I think about our friends that do products cases and every time I try to send them one because in comp will run into a lot like a machine malfunction mm-hmm. and every time i feel like i send one they're like no was there an amputation did they die did somebody die and i'm like well no but their arm snapped in a couple of places no. they're like no because they it die? takes so much so much money so, so much, much money time. to prove it yeah. and then in the end they're like then the person's left with nothing by the time we pay our experts and we take our fee there's nothing left so that does make sense where you've got like this mass Mm -hmm. injury to people that might not be that much dollar wise per person you can combine it and and make something out of it yeah so what do you have currently what are the new hot button cases the new trends and the mass torts give them give them up you know I, I, i think that's why i was so glad that you guys asked me to be here right because you guys do such a good job like just and we're awesome 
Yeah, duh. But I mean, like, realistically. I'm getting, I'm getting. Because we're fun, hang out with, and drink wine. You you talk women power, right? Yes. I mean, like, let's be just straight frank. The the pharmaceutical industry and the medical device industry makes a fortune off women. Mm -hmm. And they don't give a shit about women. And I do. They don't do proper testing of half of the shit on women. It's like healthcare for women. Like, how long have we had Viagra? That's cute. What about some of the issues that we face? It'd be really fucking helpful if you guys could go ahead and get get those drugs approved and worked on, but they don't do it. It's absurd. So I will um, quickly preview like the case that's the most mature and the one that I work on most directly. So I'm on the executive committee, which in a mass tort, the only way to litigate a case is the court appoints a leadership slate. So there's thousands of cases. But, like, somebody's got to actually read the documents, take the depositions, hire the experts, and defend the Dalberts and go do the bellwether trials, mm-hmm. right? So the court appoints a slate. And um, myself and, a, and about seven um, amazing people, Andy Childers, who you may know, um, Aaron Copeland, who's the, the lead counsel in the litigation, who's a, um, a, a lawyer out in Houston, who's really one of the coolest people I've ever met in my life, um, and just uh, Fidelma Fitzpatrick at Motley Rice, there's this whole army of these amazing women that lead this tour, and it's an IUD, the Paragard IUD, right? Mm-hmm. And so Paragard is a non-hormonal IUD. So it's an option for women that's been around since the 80s, designed right. in the 70s. But it uses copper, mm-hmm. and it's a T. But some dude in the 70s came up with it. So it's a straight T, has no con- <laughs> concern about what a uterus actually looks like. Yeah. And it's wrapped in copper, right? And for whatever reason, copper in the uterus is just no bueno for the contraception. I don't know that really like copper in your body at all is probably a really good idea to implant it. It's not the biggest problem with the product, but effectively this IUD that's up to 10 years of indication, you can implant it and explant it, and you're supposed to be able to go right back to family planning that you want. But what they don't tell women, and they've known as a problem since the 80s, is um, it breaks. Marina doesn't break. Skyla doesn't break. You know, those are, they have, um, they have arms that go with the hormonal um, IUD that that are conducive to the actual uterus and the materials and the mold is of higher quality but because the FDA sets what can be used how it must be made and what is approved this same device has gone forever so they created a system of pharmacovigilance Mm -hmm. post-market surveillance that doesn't pick up that they have a problem because safety trends equals FDA action. So what do you do? It's Sergeant Schultz from um, from, um, from, uh, from the old, uh, you know, oh, I know nothing. So so we, our job as the plaintiffs in that case is to show that not only did the entities that owned the, the new drug applications uh, um, approval to sell Paragard have the ability to change the label and make it safer for women so the doctors can warn, but they didn't because they created a system to where they would never be able to put two and two together. And so we're in the middle of that case. Um, and, he, and the sad thing is, is if an IUD breaks when it's removed, it's a DNC, right? Mm-hmm. Like no woman wants to get an IUD and then have to come back two weeks later and have a DN fucking C, mm-hmm. right? Nope. And, and if they don't get it, if they can't get it, you might end up 25 years old with an IUD at 35 and wanting to get kids and your time's running out and you're looking at a hysterectomy, mm-hmm. you know? You um, and I talked about this some yesterday because I have a, I have an IUD, but I have a Mirena. Same. Um, 
But, and you, you know this, well, my my twins are IVF. Sorry, kids, if you're listening, hopefully you're not, because this is explicit. Um, but part of the reason I almost got a Paragard, because I felt like part of the reason I had so many issues having them was because I was on birth control for one Ever. million years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was really worried about the hormonal component of Mirena. And so I thought about getting a Paragard. The doctor discouraged me from it, but didn't say anything about it breaking. She was like, let's just do a Mirena. No specific reason, but I was pushing for a Paragard because I was like, I didn't want to do the hormonal option. Um, so I'm kind of curious looking back time-wise if maybe they knew, even, you know, could she have known? Because I was probably five or, how old is George? Seven. Seven. So I'm in six years ago when I got mine. Um, but that is one of my concerns too, is like in removing them, like are they snap? Does it just snap it when you yeah. remove it and then it gets stuck? And then stuck. the because it's Jesus a tea, right? Christ, yet yeah, they're not comfortable. Anything dealing with an IUD and putting it in and taking it's it horrific. out, horrific. Nobody those things, warns you. It's horrific. And then, and I've had, I think two or three DNCs in my life. They're not enjoyable. None of none of it's fun. It's traumatic. But it's traumatic, and it's you know, it's just. I think it's a real strong signal of uh, our country's health care and just kind of turning a fucking blind eye to women's actual concerns and and here's the and here's safety the, and here's the part that you know i did the escher um before this and um escher is a, a sterilization device where they just put like basically coils into your fallopian tubes and it responds with an uh, an uh, um uh uh, an inflammatory response. So cell tissue grows in the fallopian tubes around these um, springs and it closes the tube so you can't get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, the, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, is so this the, from like the 60s no, when they did lobotomies? The what are you talking so the, about? So the spring would pierce through the fallopian tubes and you'd get ectopic pregnancies. It would migrate into the uterus and rupture the uh, the oh. ovaries. And uh, um, it... Just a nightmare product. Hysterectomies. Just out jam some and coils where, and springs. And guess where we got right in your all vagina. of the implants? Through Medicaid at Prime Parenthood. No. Almost every single one of my clients. Oh, my God. Is it, is it still being done? No, because it got done, black. Right? It's removed from the market. It'll never be sold again. We settled it for um, over a billion dollars. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, our country's ability to really uh, have major concerns. But it's always it's always poor, poor women. women. Mm-hmm. It's always poor, poor women. Poor women, and every guess, time. guess who gets Paragard, by and large, Planned Parenthood? Really? Mm-hmm. Poor women. So so that is one, one of the big women cases that we're fighting now. And, like, the goal will be is let's improve the device. Let's give doctors. Because here's here's the last thing on mass towards, because I know our time will run quick and we could talk about it forever. But... In order to win a lawsuit, you have to have the doctor that implanted it saying, had I known what they weren't telling me, I would have told them to make a different healthcare choice, right? And that's not every jurisdiction, mm-hmm. but it's it's a it's an important fact for a jury. So whether the jurisdiction requires it for failure to warn or whether or not it's um, required for a jury to get over the hump, it's an important fact that you're always fighting in every I would want to know that. Yeah, definitely right. on a jury. Yeah, to hear that I think would be very powerful. I want the doctor to be able to say, had they just told me that, yes, Morena has these problems with hormones and Paragard has these problems with its design to give up hormones, do you want to risk the potentiality of losing your fertility and having a surgical procedure to remove to avoid hormones? And if not... I'll prescribe something different. 
And that's what this case will turn on. And we don't know. But here's the thing about mass torts. We have 3,000 cases that exist. There's over 2,000 filed. Um, That's a lot of lawsuits that have to be tried. So the case should settle. But Mm -hmm. um, and it's pending here in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Um, And we'll have our first trial. What is the time frame? Our first trial is next, uh, next October in front of Judge May. Oh. Well, I want to go watch I was like, looks like we might be popping up for that. You're welcome. To yeah, I think. What if we got called that. for the jury? Will you be like, if you see then us in the audience? Then you probably shouldn't uh, disclose that we have this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, like, I definitely won't strike you. Yeah, yeah um, they'll be. They'll be like, have you ever discussed or do you know anything uh, about? That? I'd be like, absolutely, fucking not. Do you know, know Rob Hammers? No. Like, we've all seen your Facebook page. Of course yeah, you know Rob. No, Hammers. And I was not. a paralegal at Motley Rice, so I'm yeah. sure I'd be done. Yes. Yeah, you're out. Hundred percent between Rob and Molly Rice. So, so, um, so. So with the time remaining, let's talk about the hottest thing in um, yes. in um, medicine today that directly and disproportionately affects women, and that is the the newest and greatest uh, super weight loss. Can dun. we can we guess what that drug is? Dun dun yes, dun. Well, Adeline sent my daughter um, sings a commercial. Oh oh, Zimpic. Oh Zimpic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like she does it. Oh oh oh. Oh, nobody that's O'Reilly. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's almost the but same. It's though. almost the same, right? So yeah, so she. Except does, for I'd much rather get auto. Yeah, hundred percent. So she sings the Ozempic song, uh, which is fucking insane. And then again, we we talked about this on one of our podcasts, but um, Rebecca's husband Ryan <laughs> told her at a at a dinner. Uh, he called her the anti-Ozempic, and we and she was like, "What the fuck?" And I was like, "Brian, what the fuck?" And Rebecca stripped down to like her bra and underwear later, and she goes, "Do you want me fatter? I thinner, fatter, I thinner." Like this, because like, I could get Ozempic, but you know I'm anti, and he goes, "So that's why he calls me the anti." He was like, "This is not what I meant. This really came out." And she's like, "Fatter, thinner, fine." <laughs> and so Rebecca and I may be the only. Two women in uh, Atlanta in our world that are not on fucking Ozempic. So, and it's mainly because I'm scared of what the fuck would happen. So, tell me what could possibly happen, Rob. So, so it's new, right? Yep. But what we do know is this is what they call a blockbuster drug, right? It means it's making a lot of money. And Denmark... Printing money. Oh, I mean... Printing. It, Why didn't we invest in this sooner? Like, right at the I beginning... we're going to be our, glad we didn't. When our friends just got on it... Well, no, we could have gotten out because Rob could have given us some inside That's information. Up. He's like, we're going to fucking sue the shit out of you. Is that insider trading? I don't know. Long long time. What do we yeah. talk about? It takes a long time. <laughs> it does. Like, this is a, this is a 10-year uh, sojourn that we're getting on. And, and and the whole warning of we could lose, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you could totally lose this case. But what we do know is throughout the history of mass torts, weight loss and diabetes are the two fingerprint culprits of some of the worst actors, right? Mm-hmm. And this drug's both, right? Because sure. this drug was approved for type 2 diabetics to mm-hmm. reduce A1Cs. Right. Very good at that. In fact, incredible at that. But its market share was so-so, right? I mean, there's a 34 million Americans with type 2 diabetes. Only about 4 million were using a Zimpic. It's a shot. You take it once a month. It costs $1,400. It's not covered by all major metal, right? But guess what it does? It slows down your digestive process to the extent to where you almost don't eat and you start to lose weight. And you start to lose weight in a way in which you don't feel terrible and you don't feel angry and you don't feel anxious and you don't change mood and you have 
nutrition in your body because it's sitting in your stomach and it's getting in by drip into the small intestines and out into the bloodstream, but it's staying in your stomach. So, so basically you're constipating. Reverse, right? Because it's not in your colon. Oh, still, you're right. So it's, it's still just stuck stomach. in your stomach it's and it's not. Stomach. Yeah. So, well, so I don't know that that sounds very healthy. I don't really I, I know don't the way that it works. It doesn't sound good to me. It, is, it doesn't sound good to me either. Uh-uh. But what we know is, is that it's effective. Right. And, and once the reality was out to the public that this thing has an ancillary benefit of weight loss, the off-label promotion began and the weight loss clearance to sell it happened. And now it's making so much money. Skyrocketing. Just look at Novo Nordic's stock. Yeah. And if you say don't you buy it, buy it now and then short it, right? Because, like, it's it's got years of making money before it gets nasty. But here's the big problem. Gastroparesis is just the medical term for per- stomach paralysis. We don't know if it's going to be permanent. We don't know for everybody how bad it's going to be. But what, that means your stomach just stops digesting, period. So get off Ozempic, and guess what? You still can't digest food. You now have to go to Kelmy Crazy for the rest of your life, right? Good luck. Um, wait, wait. Okay, but let's draw this back for a minute. So you're saying if if you end up getting one of these side effects that are fucking terrible, gastroparesis. Mm-hmm. Sweet, I got it. Uh, you're what? Only gonna eat salad, or can you not have salad, like burgers? That's solid. Oh, oh, we're talking smoothies. We're talking insure. Oh Jesus, tits! Seriously? Yeah. No because more house. Because you can't break house. down like no more house. It, your stomach won't. Your stomach doesn't digest. Would you get a colostomy bag or just nothing? You're just done. No, because that's colon related. A, so you're just, you're screwed. You're just insured. Has this happened to people already? It has. It, oh my God, I knew it. I'm going to be fat forever, but I'll be able to eat a and, fucking And here, here's the crazy part. Nailed it. Like, you know, because standard of care, right? We all know in MedMal world, like, you know, the standard of care is, the, is what you have to do in order to say you breached it in order to sue a doctor, right? Well, the standard of care to tell a patient before they go into a surgical procedure that um, you need to not eat or drink anything for 24 hours. Right. Well, there's no standard of care for Zipit. So you need to be off of Zipit for a month to digest your food that's in your stomach so that you can fast for 24 hours to have a surgical procedure. You could be under as an Ozempic patient. And throw up. And, and then you and can aspirate. aspirate you're and done. You're dead. Shut up. Yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to sound like not that bright, but I'm dumbfounded by this. This is shocking to me. Yeah, I knew well, there was going to be issues. I already knew that. And yeah, I didn't know what they were. The scariest thing for me is is deep vein thrombosis, right? Because heavy people who are are coming to Ozempic to to get weight loss relief because we all have met people in our lives who no matter what they do with diet exercise you know self-restraint they like just can't friends, lose they the can't weight. lose it they it's just genetics that's it's right. just genetics so they get on a zip sorry baby yeah. you're not one of those heavy on, people but, but they get on a zipic and then it, the magic happens right but guess what happens with with the risk of anything that happens suddenly and rapidly is a blood clot can form in your lower extremities and you can blow it and send it to your lungs and have a pulmonary embolism, the quiet killer, and it'll kill you right then and there. And there's nothing in the label that tells you it can cause DVT, and it certainly does. Really? Well, I mean, I'm going to have to prove in court. But yeah. <laughs> that's, part of the, that's part of the process. Yeah, but I, you know, anything, I think a, a part of the other uh issue that I've seen is a lot of thin friends who are already very thin, like thin, thin, and then they get on it. And I'm like, 
your body's literally wasting away. Like, what what are you doing? Like, it, it's got, it's got to be like some sort of nutritional deficit, like deficiency that's happening. It's it's astounding. Well, so and that it's goes to the marketing claims, right? Yeah. Well, I think because now everybody wants. Remember, in the '90s, everybody was like heroin chic. Mm -hmm. As one of our friends refers to her <laughs> body shape. Um, I think that was like the body shape for a long time. Well, it was we've Kate been, Moss with Carl Lagerfeld oh, yeah. that came and out. Everybody with Kate wanted Moss. to be like that emaciated, like no muscles, no fat. And I was so happy Never for the last 15 years while it was the Kardashian body shape was in. I couldn't have been happier. And now it's back to heroin shape. But here's the thing I, what I don't think though, in talking with many of our male friends, is the heroin chic look actually attractive to the men it's very attractive to the women because we're so judgmental and have such terrible body dysmorphia about ourselves right when we look in the mirror but our guy friends that we've talked to have been like i don't want to have i don't find a 14 year old boy's body attractive that's not what i'm in for i actually like a woman's body and that's not the heroin chic look I'll refrain for commenting on that. These say, times. well, we've got a gentleman but, here right now. But, but <laughs> He's I, like, I, end them out. I, I will say, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, just like I'm a friend to women. And my whole team is women. We fight hard for women. And, like, you know, we get their issues. And, you know, um, it's, a, it's a struggle to get what's an easy profit center to, like, not target you. Um, and this drug bugs me. And what we've we've had our experts and some physicians facetiously say, and it's medically induced anorexia. And it's and it, and that's I can't think of a better. It is full blown medically induced anorexia. I and couldn't I, agree more. I think that's part of like the appeal. And I hate. I mean, I've never been diagnosed with an eating disorder, so I'm, I'm not going to say that. But I've always struggled with like weight and body image. And there is a lot of appeal in taking it. Like. I mean, I oh, so like Rebecca and I literally like, hold each other accountable to this, because so when it first came out, we were like, "Goddamn cheaters!" Like, I mean, Rebecca works like, out all the time, and then and then we're like, "It works." I mean, but look how skinny they look. They look really they look amazing. Like, should we go ahead and get on that? And so, like, every once in a while, Carl will be like. Rebecca, I gotta fucking, I gotta be honest with you, I gotta tell you something. She goes, if you fucking tell me you started on a Zempic, I'll kill you. I'm like, no, dude, it has nothing to do with well, uh, okay. And it's hard. So, so like, I'll, even I'll having make, this conversation, this, I would I'll, still... I'll maybe. make this point. No, ma'am. So You're done. In the world of, of drugs and devices, there's always competitors, right? And, and what we call it in the industry is the RAD, the Reasonably Alternative Design. And Majaro may be better. Yeah. But it's currently or what about Wagovi? Uh, nope, they're getting sued. Oh yeah, no uh, doubt. But Manjaro, I don't, I don't know. Um, not promoting. Let's just but, wait but and see how it turns out. I feel like. We're but I will say pretty this: pretty solid right now. That at the end of the day, this is the grossest part that I'm looking at now, and we don't know, and we don't know exactly how we're going to skin this cat, because claims that are traditional in our world of causation and 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 warnings that we're fighting in um, will be interesting, but the promotion of this drug seems criminal. Um, what I learned at a recent um, conversations with some experts and some, some studies. We call that a round an, table. An average, an average woman who engages in um, what an algorithm on social media will identify as a likely Ozempic um, profile is receiving 52 social media prompts a day for Ozempic. 
And if you engage with that social media site and you click through the TikTok or the Instagram post, it will divert you to a telehealth medicine and you can walk away with a prescription, whether you're meeting the weight limit requirement for the off-label All you need is the money. Is all you need You just money. need the money. That's you it. You get a telehealth doctor on the minute that you ask for it, interacting directly with the ad. Without any knowledge without of like any what, you weigh, of what you weigh, what your body, BMI is. So are those physicians going to lose their licenses? I have no I idea like what will happen should. to the physicians that have been licensed to, to answer To do call. this. But I also know under the law, the assumption of the risk will be a big problem for the women who deceive physicians with the criteria to get the, the fix. But it seems like a criminal DOJ type of issue yeah. to be secondary, and we're looking at opioids. You know, and I, I do feel like a lot of friends that started getting it initially weren't from their actual, like, PCPs. It was more from, like, med spa-type doctors. and 100%. People. I mean, we're looking at we're looking at Florida fucking strip malls with their little um, uh, fentanyl patches that they're just handing out and lollipops that they're handing out. Like yeah, candy. no, it is. I mean, that's where we're headed, right? It, yeah, you're a not bunch, wrong. A bunch of uh, uh, telehealth uh, NPNs and RPNs and and MDs who don't have enough income who are just filling those input prescriptions to meet their uh, so they can buy a Mercedes. They're going to be uh, talking to the Department of Justice in a few years. So you're saying Sarah and I should stay a little chubby and happy. Neither one of you are chubby. Oh, wait. Look at you. You're very cute. I mean, we're pretty happy, but I feel like. um, P.S. I don't mean that you're chubby. You know what I mean. No, I don't care about that. I I don't actually think. Yeah, let's go ski, right? But no, like. She has five trips. There's some options. I only have one, and I'm just waiting on Alan Hamilton to confirm it. Yes, I love that. Victory Ranch? God, that'll be fun. But no, uh, Rebecca has possibly the best ass on a woman I've ever seen. I've got pretty good boobs. So I think you put us together like we can hold our own without the Ozempic. I mean, for the most part, I'm not heroin We chic, could be our own Kardashian. We could be our up, own I'm Kardashian not. if we turned us into what is it, like a centaur? You I mean, your like partners, that's what happens, right? <laughs> you just cut off. What is that movie, that terrible horror movie, the human centipede, human millipede? Oh, yeah, human, c- human centipede. We can just cut our part. Yeah. It's fine. Killed it. Totally fine. Oh, I'm yeah. loving this. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. It's not creepy at all. No, but um, I do, you know, I I think that poor women and especially minority women in the medical field have been uh, screwed with for since time began, uh, you know, when it comes to a lot of these drugs. So we are very thankful that you are making that fight. I think it's fantastic. And I have I've been very worried about some of our friends, you know, with um some of the stuff they do, but I to each their own, you know, and hopefully they're not going to have to fucking just drink and sure out of a straw because that sounds terrible. I love steak. I, I really so want to be able to just keep going to this job. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we really like Hal's. <laughs> yeah. It's delicious. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, Johnny's like is Carpaccio. not the same unless no. you're starting out. No. Exactly. And I can promise you, if you're just drinking and sure, you are absolutely having anal leakage. There is no fucking doubt. There is no question about you're not having anything <laughs> solid in or out of your body. I thought you were going to say it was like when I got I roofing. don't think you'll have a solid shit again. <laughs> yeah, ever. Sure. Yeah. Ever. You will have yeah. to have liquid a colostomy in, liquid jack. Out. Yeah, yeah, all in, all out. That I mean, it terrible. is. No, but it's, you know, it's fair. It's true. So before we wrap up, 
like if somebody is having like a weird drug thing or something like that's going on, what is, how do they get in touch with you? What's the best thing to do about these big mass tort claims? So, uh, thank you. I really appreciate that. That's awesome. Um, well, gotta give you a plug if you're gonna be on here bringing us right. on. Right. So, obviously, obviously um, Hammers Law Firm is my firm. Mm -hmm. um, we've been around for a really long time. Um, we are easy to find. Um, and it's uh, Rob at Hammers Law Firm's my email. Our phone number is 770-900-9000. Um, and, and, you know, and I like, I tell people, and I told you this when we were talking a little bit about coming in today, which is like our lawyer friends who, who are on this podcast and in our, in our community, they don't, they don't think about how this can be part of their practice. And one of the easiest things to do is just to reach out to me and say, what can I put on my webpage so that my SEO and my digital and my client base and in my newsletter, I can communicate where these claims come from because your comp clients will get hurt and their, and their knee implant or their hip implant will go bad. Well, I can make them hundreds of thousands of dollars on that claim, pay you a referral fee, and it was as easy as... Right. You know, just, it's like the just camp. It's like you. the Camp Lejeune cases. I have mm -hmm. so many of those, and um, there's they're, they're they're great cases. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's one thing. And then another thing is is like just think about it this way: all of us have to to market our law firms, right? And our budgets um, need to be spent wisely. But it's also, we have good years, and sometimes you're facing a, a tax. Um, problem where like you get to the end of the year and you don't really need any more income for what you wanted to earn this year and you don't really have a strategy in which to make that money work for you that won't be taxable but if we do a partnership where you come to me and you say hey I'd like to do a Zempic or I would like to do Paragard or I would like to do Camp Lejeune I can say why don't you take some of the money that you are going to have to pay taxes on you don't know what to do with and we we invested into a marketing campaign where my law firm will handle all the cases and all the expenses and see it through through settlement and you'll help with client administration and um, client communication and we'll split the fee and you pay for the marketing and I'll see the case over the goal line you save that money, you reinvest it, and it returns for you in, in really, really interesting numbers that hit that you. That is some way. brilliant business stuff. I love stuff. that. Yeah. 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 Well done. Well, I can't say how thankful we are, uh, number one, for your delicious wine, because it was very good. It was so good. <laughs> it was so good. I'm going to have to have a little bit more uh, whenever we're done. But thank you so much for taking your time in the new year to come and hang out with me and Rebecca, not at a Johnny's, not at a work event, not at those things, but actually um, imparting a lot of really great information that can help a lot of our listeners, whether it be the attorneys or... I mean, maybe some of our friends are going to have to drink insurer. God damn, I hope they're not going to because that sounds awful. But um, but if they do, I hope they call you. But if they do, I do hope they call you. And thank you for also um, championing, championing some of the um, voices that don't always have really good representation. So thank you for doing that as well. You're we welcome. appreciate it. Thanks for coming today. Happy New Cheers, Year. Cheers, Rob. Happy thank New you. Year. Happy, Happy New Year. Year. We love having you. This was wonderful. Oh, it was fun. So thank you, everyone, for joining us today on Lawyers and Libations. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, anywhere else that you may listen to your podcast. Who knows? Um, there's always fun reels. Prime now, I think, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Some more uh, podcast locations have, these days. I have absolutely no idea. But we also do fun reels, so you'll probably see some of those. But you can click on the link and you can get the full episode because they're very helpful. Um, so thank you for joining us. And we will see you after the new year. Good luck, everybody. 
Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.